Hey everyone, welcome back to all my listeners. It's the third week of the new year already, and I've already had two COVID-19 close contact scares myself. I'm just happy I did stock up last month a little bit on six boxes of BNAX Now home tests. But the shortage of these home tests currently in the U.S. is very, very real. Signs everywhere say stores and pharmacies are out of stock. Now, the Omicron variant is indeed much more contagious. It's so important that we do get vaccinated and boosted and wash up and mask up and stay physically distant once again. Because now the pundits are back to saying our cloth masks are not as good as N95 or KN95 masks. But until we all can get our hands on N95 masks without depleting supplies to our frontline healthcare workers, maybe cloth masks are the very best choice we do have to protect ourselves and one another. Now, all right, guys, if this is your first time finding me, thanks so much and welcome. Welcome to my brand new season. I'm starting January off with season five. So welcome to my third episode. Today is Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. My name is Sonal Patel, and this is the Paint the Medical Picture podcast series. Now I've got some fun to get into today. So I'm going to be diving into my compliance tip today with the back to basics of DME POS orders. Now, everywhere I look, there's just news, news, news. So I thought I'd try my first ever newsworthy grab bag session. And I close out today's episode with some inspirational words on clarity and focus from acclaimed American author, Mark Twain. If you checked me out on LinkedIn, you know I'm all about compliance and protecting our physicians and valued healthcare professionals when it comes to the business of medicine. I hope this week with me brings you enough to take back to your organizations, to want to dive in deeper, to use my tips and best practices to ensure success. I hope this podcast will help you boost the quality of documentation capture and improve coding accuracy as you help your providers paint the medical picture. If you like what you're hearing, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button now so you don't miss another episode. Please write in a review and kindly drop me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to my podcast. I'd really love your support. And as always, a friendly disclaimer. Remember, I'm bringing you the news, current healthcare industry news, my compliance tips and recommendations based on my over 10 years of experience in front office, back end, coding, and billing for multi-specialty physicians, compliance, and auditing for both ENM and surgical operative reports. These are my opinions alone and are not to be construed as legal advice. So let's get into newsworthy. I'm excited for this grab bag newsworthy feature. First, the new 2022 HickPix codebook arrived at my door late last week. Now that's right, the final codebook in my trilogy of ICD-10-CM, CPT, and lastly, the Healthcare Common Procedure Coding System, HICPIX. Now, of course, these codes became effective a few weeks ago on January 1st, 2022. But I wanted to finally see the 155 new codes, 63 revised codes, and 48 deleted codes for the first quarter of 2022. 
in print. But of course, one can never be sure anymore that this is it. This is the final for the first quarter, right? We are in a pandemic, and those of us in this space of healthcare have been used to the flurry of off-cycle changes for almost two years. So let's get into my second grab bag feature. CMS created the new HICPICS code J0248 for Viclury, which is remdesivir, antiviral medication. Now, this code is effective for dates of service on or after December 23rd, 2021, when administered in outpatient settings. Now, of course, this code did not make it into this book, so go ahead and scribble scrawl in the margins to make sure you don't miss out on anything. Now, outpatient claim requirements for HICPICS code J0248. So your various MACs want to provide you with correct and compliant guidance for how to bill HICPICS code J0248 to prevent impacts on your claims processing. So they recommend go ahead and submit your claims with Remdesivir product code, HICPICS code, again, J0248 for Viclury. And be mindful, I always recommend when you're billing for drugs, this is a big tip for me, always look at that FDA label and what does it say? Look at that additional information from those FDA labels. Now, you should be reporting ICD-10 code U07.1 for COVID-19 and or perhaps you can also be using J12.82 for pneumonia due to COVID-19. Now, in addition to the product code for HICPICS J0248, use the following CPT codes for the administration of the drug. Don't miss out on capturing administration. So you can use CPT code 96365 for intravenous infusion for therapy, prophylaxis, or diagnosis. Again, specify the drug. It's initial, and it's up to one hour. And if needed, you should also be reporting with CPT code 96366, which is an add-on code, and it's defined as intravenous infusion for therapy, prophylaxis, or diagnosis. Again, specify that drug for each additional hour. And then again, another big pro tip for me, I've seen this missed so many times, don't forget your units on the drug, the units administered for the patient. So HICPICS code J0248 represents one milligram, and the units then and therefore should be adjusted to reflect the dosage that you're administering for each and every patient. Now, finally, my third grab bag feature includes three new diagnosis codes for reporting COVID-19 vaccination status. These three codes will take effect on April 1st, 2022. Now, of course, these codes were, were already represented by the National Center for Health Statistics, the NCHS, back in the fall at the September 14th through 15th ICD-10 Coordination and Maintenance Committee meeting, so they're not all listed in the 2022 ICD-10-CM codebook. But I did take my notes back then, anxiously waiting, knowing that these codes were going to be used for public health reporting purposes. So the new ICD-10-CM codes for reporting 
COVID-19 vaccination status are number one, Z28.310, which is defined as unvaccinated for COVID-19. The second ICD-10 CM code is for Z28.311, which is for partially vaccinated for COVID-19. And finally, third, that third ICD-10-CM code is Z28.39 for other under-immunization status. And now, it's time for my best practice tips in Trusty Tip. So, I thought I'd provide a new series of focused best practice tips with my back to basics. So, I wanted to go over the standard elements for DMEPOS orders. There are required elements of a standard written order or prescription for all DME POS items. Those are our durable medical equipment, prosthetics, orthotics, and supplies. Now, these standard written order and prescriptions must include the following six elements. First, must have the beneficiary's name or the Medicare beneficiary identifier number, the MBI. Second, you must provide a description of the item. Third, you must specify the quantity if that's applicable. Fourth, you must state the order date. Fifth, you have to provide the treating practitioner's name or their national provider identifier number, their NPI number. And finally, sixth, that treating practitioner's signature must be on the written order or prescription. Now, what do all those elements mean? Let's go over some basic definitions and general requirements for those standard written order and prescription elements. Now, a written order or prescription is a written communication from a treating practitioner to a supplier of the DME POS items. Now, the treating practitioner means a physician, which is as defined in Section 1861 R1 of the Social Security Act, or the physician assistant, or the nurse practitioner, or the clinical nurse specialist, which is also found in Section 1861 AA5 of the Social Security Act, which also defines those terms. Now, all DMEPOS items require a written order or prescription from the treating practitioner to be communicated to the supplier before submitting a claim for Medicare payment. It's also important to know that CMS will publish the DMEPOS items subject to face-to-face -face encounter and written order prior to delivery requirements as a condition of payment with no less than a 60-day federal register notice. Now, CMS will include them on the required face-to-face -face encounter and written order prior to delivery list, which will be found on the CMS and DME MAC websites. Now, items on the required face-to-face -face encounter and written order prior to delivery list, as well as all other items selected from the master list and published via the Federal Register Notice require that the written order or prescription to be communicated to the supplier again prior to delivery. 
And remember, suppliers must maintain the written order or prescription and the supporting documentation provided by the treating practitioner to support payment for the items of DMEPOS, and they have to make them available to CMS or their MAC contractors upon request. Now, document the face-to-face -face encounter in the medical record to support payment for the items. So, for example, you have to be documenting the history and the physical examination and the diagnostic tests and the summary of findings and the progress notes and the treatment plans and any other sources of information that may be appropriate. And of course, this supporting documentation must include the subjective and objective patient-specific information you used for diagnosing, for treating, or for managing a clinical condition that you ordered the DME POS item for. So, I hope this back to basics on the standard elements of DME POS orders will hopefully remind you that there's so much involved in maintaining compliance when it comes to our durable medical equipment. Best practice should always be to document, document, document. We must be mindful that our provider's clinical documentation is capturing complete accuracy of the patient's medical condition to warrant a prescription and order for the DME POS item. So a better, smarter approach is one that's proactive and starts by painting a clear, rich, and vibrant medical picture the first time so your certified medical coder can then abstract codes with accuracy. And finally, I focus Season 5 Spark on clarity and focus. I want this fifth season spark to be filled with the world's thought leaders, writers, artists, philosophers, everyone who inspires the need for clarity and focus in all that we do. So, in this week's inspiring quote, in Spark is from our very own classic American author, Mark Twain. You can't depend on your eyes when your imagination is out of focus. Absolutely true, right? I think the new year always inspires us to imagine the new opportunities that lie ahead. I think this quote reminds us that imagination is fundamental to our own inspiration, greater focus, and greater purpose. I am happy Mark Twain's spark still burns brightly in all of us today. So, that wraps up today's episode, and as always, I appreciate you diving into today with me. If you want more information from me, please go ahead and follow me on LinkedIn. I'll leave links to everything in the show notes below. Please have an amazing week ahead, and please continue staying safe and healthy. Thank you so much for listening in on today's episode, and I hope every week with me brings you closer to helping your providers paint a masterpiece. See you next Wednesday.